0: Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy.
1: Hey, oh, welcome to the Dad Life Podcast.
0: This is episode. I don't know. Welcome to Dad Life Podcast. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. That is, uh, wow. Chocolatey and delicious. That's really good. Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan. That's Chris. And we're drinking beer, of course. Um, and I brought this one all the way from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania,
0: where I was working. Not exactly. Well, it, you comes brought, from, it from I
1: brought it from Pittsburgh. Okay, why you gotta do that? Sorry. Why you gotta do it on the podcast I'm sorry, too you right gotta now. do that? You gotta call me out. Sorry. And uh now I'm upset. Just reading the can. <laughs> I love you. It's from Pennsylvania, okay? Um, but it's uh it's called Nibble Giants. This is a double India pale ale. Uh Trogues, is that right?
0: Trogues independent, independent, independent brewery. Uh did you see the the alcohol in this bad boy? Wasn't a, it 9%? It's a niner. Um, and it says on the can once a year. So maybe it's a.
1: Cool, just a well this a could seasonal. be seasonal.
0: And we're lucky to have our hands on it.
1: Glad I brought this back in my
0: luggage. I am glad too. Color says deep orange.
1: I don't know if it is because we are drinking out of a can. Drinking out of a can. Um, but I hope everyone's had a great spring. Chris and I have been very busy with work and life and family. And speaking of family, Chris, I'm going to let you intro who we're going to talk to today.
0: Yeah, it's we're having a uh, not our first return guest, but uh, another return guest. We, we spoke with my brother, Andy, um, prior to his deployment, and now he has since returned. So welcome back, Andy Smith, to the podcast, um, who has just returned from deployment. And we're going to get your take and your experience being a dad after coming away home for a long time yeah and absolutely like, yeah and here's everything.
1: a we don't have a fake uh, clap track but i'll do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> happy to be andy here. what's up buddy what's going on hey uh i'm not going to call you allison because your zoom says you are allison smith so that's correct we'll go with andy
0: instead okay
1: that'll work
0: <laughs> very topical part of the podcast though because allison was the one taking care of uh the home front 100 when, 100%. when andy was away
2: the whole time.
0: Andy, how, how long were you gone, and um, when did you go? Where did you go? Kind of give us a, a, a the scoop on all of that, please.
2: I was gone on a uh, typical Air Force six-month rotation. Uh, I was in Jordan for approximately 190 days. Whew.
1: So I know 191. we can we can't go into too much detail on what we'll you just, do. We'll just
0: ask whatever we want to ask. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, I, we'll ask whatever you, we want. I can't tell you. You okay. <laughs> can't tell us. You can't so tell us.
1: So can you remind everyone what you do for the Air Force, and then you know maybe talk about a little bit of what your day-to-day was while you were gone?
2: So I work in a career field that we call ourselves weapons, but uh, I'm basically aircraft maintenance on, right now I'm working on F-16s, okay. and my career field's... The one that specializes in the loading of the armament for these aircraft, whether gotcha. that be bombs, missiles, rockets, guns, and maintaining the systems that release these weapons, so on and so forth.
1: So we so, have, would you say a large base in Jordan or no?
2: Uh, that one is not extremely big. Okay. Um, but yeah.
0: Nice. How many sorties or to the layperson, how many you know flights are you guys putting up each day? No, average. we're
2: we're flying a pretty standard, kind of like a a, a waterfall schedule where everybody goes take out off and they're two takeoff and they're up for a couple hours and then as they're about to come down, two more takeoff and then two more takeoff and it's kind of like around the clock, all
0: coverage. the time. Coverage. Interesting. All the time. Okay. Damn. Um, I have a couple of specific, not too important to your job, but the the one system on the F sixteen is does it share any. I guess, similarities, or do you have to learn a completely new set of skills for each different aircraft?
2: Every every aircraft has its little quirks and their own uh, specific systems, but um, a lot of the equipment is the same, and a lot of the munitions are exactly the same. So an F-15 or an A-10 or an F-16 or whatever can all carry the same bomb.
0: Oh, huh. Interesting.
2: But there, there are other jets that can carry certain certain munitions other aircraft can't carry. Can't do. And so on.
0: But, well, just, having spent, you know, a few days in the Air Force myself, I, I don't know couple. any of that information. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much that we don't know about each other. So it's it's cool for me to know, too. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: So is the F-35 the future, and then will replace the F-16 eventually, or is that not going to happen?
2: It was designed to be the multi-role, can do the air to air combat the way that the f-15 uh c model the way the f-16 um the way some of the the air to air planes can do and then it can do the air to ground mission that the a-10 can do and it can do the fighter nuclear mission so a multi-role jet that can kind of cover all bases with one piece of equipment yeah on paper sounds great um
1: in reality I'll tell
2: so but much. so far no good <laughs> got it got it. So got, they're, got they're, it they're jack of cool all there. trades not master great any of them yeah got exactly it. master none
1: damn okay um can you talk a little bit about you know what was the not the cadence but what what happened before you leave do you have a certain thing that you try to do with you and your wife and your kids before you leave to kind of prep them for the 6 months that you're gone or kind of walk me through that before you left
2: So this was my first deployment deployment since having children. Uh Um, there have been times where I've gone TDY, maybe a two week, three week thing. Um, there was a time a couple of years ago where I did two months, uh, plus or minus, uh, well, we had one child when our oldest was about what a year, two years old at that point, probably not even two. Um, but anyways, uh, this was, this was the first actual, no kidding, deployment that I went on. So we did a lot of, with with Marley, with the oldest, she's four now. Um, she kind of understood it. The youngest just turned one, maybe three weeks before I left. Okay, Not even. So she three really weeks. had no clue what was going on. Yeah. <sighs>
1: um,
2: but for the older one, we spent a lot of time kind of prepping her mentally like, hey, daddy's going to be gone for a long time. I know you don't know what that really means, but daddy's got to go to work and he's not coming back for a long, long time, but he will be back. We will talk to him. We will so on and so forth, but okay. just kind of getting her in the mindset to understand that I'm not going to be physically present, but it's not because I, I want to leave you. It's not because I don't want to be around you. Yeah. Uh, I just have to go to work and I'll be back soon as I can, but Mm-hmm. Trying, trying to get a three-year-old to understand that it's uh, almost impossible. It's a challenge. Yeah.
1: So, what was? Were you able to, you know, FaceTime? Were you able to do internet stuff while you were deployed, or was that a no-no?
2: One, one of the fortunate things about being in the Air Force, as opposed to some of the other branches, is our access to um, things like Wi-Fi on deployed bases is pretty outstanding. Okay. Um, the Base I was at had Wi-Fi pretty much everywhere. I had a. It was just a public network that was paid for and owned by the base. Perfect. Um, and I had a router in my room, so I had Wi-Fi almost twenty-four-seven. Perfect. It was decent enough that we we did FaceTime, if not every day, then you know a couple times a week.
0: Well, that
1: makes a huge difference.
0: You oh, were yeah, in constant um, contact. Were there times where it's like, oh, "Okay, honey, we're gonna be going pretty hard the next." you know, cycle here the next week, I'll be kind of off air for a while. Or was it kind of like, Hey, you can contact each other whenever you want just having well, to deal with the time, um, time zone issue thing.
2: The, the time difference was certainly a thing. Um, Allison and I were able to text pretty frequently, pretty regularly. Um, other than when we had unexpected outages and whatnot, uh, I was able to talk via text pretty much regularly um but uh as far as FaceTiming went, that kind of it was on the girls' schedule because my my time was so off of theirs. Yeah. So I worked there, I worked a one o'clock in the morning till one o'clock in the afternoon shift.
0: The That's whole time.
2: When I, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Six six days a week.
1: Six days or a week?
2: Twelve hours, six days a week. Yep.
1: Come on, Air Force. Do better. That's um, too much. Well, but you I would, talk I mean, to the Army
0: and you're, you're going to go, okay, yeah, go Air Force. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. A <laughs> Oh, you're doing better it's, than that? You're, yeah.
2: Okay. I still think we yeah, should do be better. I'd wake up and I'd try and Skype for, you know, 20, 30 minutes before work, if possible, because um, that was kind of uh, as the girls were getting ready for bed. And then when I would come home from work about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, my time um, was 7 a.m. here.
3: Oh my okay. Gosh. So yeah,
2: I I would stay up a little bit after work to to have a conversation after the girls got up while they're kind of having breakfast and starting their day on ending mine. So
1: and you're gonna pass out soon after mm-hmm. to get some sleep. I
2: hung up. I was. Oh, good night.
0: Jace is Allison sitting there with you and Andy?
2: She's in the room. She's in the room. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um
0: Just as far as their their schedules, your girls were are waking up early in in the morning each day, like. Six thirty-seven. Mar- Marley's
2: up at six thirty in the
0: morning. Oh my every day. gosh! God Juniper's bless you guys. not
2: far behind. Six forty-five, seven o'clock or so. No matter what we time you're
0: putting her to bed, that's just how it's going to go.
2: Pretty much. Um, we had to get Marley a basically a, an alarm clock, but for the opposite purpose of when the light turns green is when you can leave your room <laughs> to come wake us up. You Wait until your green leave. light turns green.
0: Gotcha. That's perfect. Because <laughs> yeah. she's just ready to go. Like, I'm up. It's time to it's take time it to after it. Seize the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and like you were mentioning earlier, your youngest, Juniper, was three. How old? When she you left?
2: Was, she turned a, a year old One or three weeks before I deployed.
0: A year old three weeks before you left. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so mom is at home with a not fully understanding four-year-old and a one-year-old. One year old.
2: I missed I missed Marley's fourth birthday. She turned four, like, about a month before I came home.
0: Okay. But in that very early stage of a one-year-old, you being gone for six months, you probably missed more than you can even explain on a, you know, small podcast.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: absolutely. I missed, uh, I mean, at that age she was a year old. I was gone for six months. I missed a third of her life. So before I left,
1: Holy Lord, um, Andy, don't put it that way. The ham, (laughs) right? That was a hammer right there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Before I left, she was, uh, like she would stand up with, like on the, with the furniture, holding her hands on the furniture and whatnot, but couldn't walk or anything yet. Um, two teeth in her face and, you know a baby, a no kidding baby, mm-hmm. and I came back to a girl that ran up to me and gave me a hug and you know walking and you know, babbling maybe not talking, but you know a a different child than the one I left behind.
1: Mm-hmm. Had it
2: not been for facetime and seeing everybody, it would have been a
1: been a big shock story, but yeah,
2: yeah, definitely a, a a big change for her.
1: Can you talk about coming coming home and what that <laughs> feeling was like when you were you know Landing and just knowing that your family was going to be there
2: well it's 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 the best. It's the the coolest thing because our our actual process of going home took uh, took a little bit longer than we had hoped. We had some issues with the airplane, and you know we got delayed twenty four hours and then we got pushed back again and just
0: that's brilliant. everything that could
2: have gone wrong went wrong. but yeah,
0: I mean, your peaking of excitement is has built up the entire time then it comes time to leave and then they're pushing 24 hours and mm-hmm. you had to have been exhausted
2: for for me this having been my fifth deployment I kind of understand that that's just the way military travel goes sometimes sure yeah. you you
0: knew what was to maybe to be expected but this was so, a completely different cadence with children <laughs> for sure absolutely
2: and and for for me to understand that is not for my, my wife or children to understand that quite to the same level um, that, you know, we were, were very cautiously optimistic, like, yeah, we got to we have a plane, we have a date, we have a time. Okay, so let's they were just, they were informed
0: as well about mm-hmm. what could be okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That yeah. wasn't like, okay, we're we're setting it up for today. And then okay, no, it's tomorrow, it's gonna be tomorrow. Yeah, All right.
2: Well, they they knew, they knew about. I mean, pretty much the same time that I found out when when the day was, when the plane was, all that kind of stuff. Um, they had that information shortly thereafter. I, I say they, I mean families back here, um, so that they're able to attend the homecoming event and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, how many uh,
1: yeah. how many airplanes to get home? Did you go uh, Jordan Germany home, or was it a different route?
2: No, so we actually had uh, we had a dedicated airplane that picked us up right s- straight from the base there to direct us straight home. Uh, so it was a commercial airliner, um, oh. basically that was contracted um, that flew us from there to the flight line at Shaw Air Force Base here in South Carolina. Oh damn! Um, we had a stop in I forget where our first one was somewhere in Eastern Europe uh, for like a refuel. And then we stopped in Ireland for about two and a half hours that we were able to get off the plane and go into the terminal. Everybody hit the duty free, grabbed a bunch of beers and Smart. Smart. got back on the plane. Uh, but then straight into South
1: Carolina. So, so basically, yeah. Random question. Sorry to interrupt you. No worries. I've, I've always thought about this. So obviously you, the entire plane is military. It's been contracted out for the military do you have to go through customs when you get here?
2: <laughs> funny funny that you mentioned it. Right? Uh, it's just a question so, I've always wondered. So, like I said, five, five deployments. The answer for the other four is no. Okay. Um, they give you the list of here's things that you don't want to have in your carry-on bag in case we stop in an airport, don't have a knife, don't have a… Don't
1: oh, have your service weapon. Sure. <laughs> it's not a thing. Well, I'm <laughs> but, just saying. What you don't want in your
0: bag. A gun. He's coming Look. at you. With everything, yeah. yeah,
2: but but no, we we get the we get the briefing, and people are adults, so they take care of their bag and don't don't put that stuff in. For whatever reason, this time around, there's contracted TSA agents or Bo- Customs Border Patrol agents deployed there that we have to go through security.
0: Shut up
2: before we get on the plane. We better
0: check out our, our military members coming back from war. We and I'm talking
2: them. about. This is more hardcore than any kind of um, than any kind of search that I've ever had traveling through any civilian, <laughs> civilian airport in my entire life. Wow! Um, they take everybody's bag and put it. You you put your bag on the desk in front of them, and they open up every single pocket. They opened up my Pepto Bismol to make sure that the seal on top of it wasn't broken, because any you know any medicine that's opened, what they'll the throw fuck? it out. Wow. wow! They're taking everybody's quote unquote contraband and war trophies from yeah.
0: what? Yeah. What um, can yeah, we well, speak about yeah. being uh, confiscated? Any funny things? <laughs> so
2: <laughs> I didn't, I didn't personally see anything like that being confiscated. Damn that it! Way. Damn. big black Hawk. What?
0: Yeah, yeah. Who's Who said that? Actually, that was a thing I saw on my way to Korea. You know, saw one taken out of the bag. Like this isn't yours. Oh, no, it was hers, and she was really embarrassed. Oh, it was her. I worked with her. Uh, She'll go unnamed, but yeah, don't name her. Don't name her on the podcast. (laughs) I will not. She knows she is. (laughs) So,
1: all right. Well, that I was not expecting an answer. I was actually expecting you to say no. But since it's a yes, this only happened in Jordan pre departure, or it happened again when you came in the United States?
2: So also when we got here, oh good lord! They did like a even though we had had the most hardcore search available. Yep. Of all time, going through our bags before they got put on the plane. Once we got back, like we landed at like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, Allison's there with a four-year-old and a baby at mm. way too early in the morning. Yep. Everybody's tired and excited but tired and then all of a sudden i saw the video they, they look
0: great so yeah 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 i would have never known it was 4 a.m
2: right but they got all of our bags and they bring them out and i was like cool there's my bag can i take it and they're like nope, nope. they randomly selected like 25 percent of the bags to be searched by customs border patrol well you could have so picked we, up a rocket launcher at
0: the duty free i guess and, exactly in, in
2: ireland so we spent like two and a half hours after we got home just standing in this hangar, waiting for some people's bags to be gone through. Oh, my and then gosh. We, and then it was like, okay, I can leave now? Sweet, thanks. I'd love to go home.
1: Hmm. So is this because it's a commercial airliner that's been leased and it's not an actual, you know, Air Force airplane yeah, that's bringing you, you home?
0: I just—I could not tell
2: you. That blows you. my mind. This, I don't know where this came from.
0: I'm not surprised Talk to hear it. about a waste of money. It's disgusting to hear it's the
1: people that have volunteered and have just served their country for six months, but I'm going to check your shit just to make sure you didn't bring a giant big black cock back home to the United States.
2: The only thing that they confiscated from me was a, a plastic dust cap that goes over uh, a connector on the airplane. They said that's part of an aircraft. So it's a war trophy. What? Uh, They they confiscated that and threw it in the garbage. Just happened to be in my bag. Like every maintainer in the world has got a million of these things. The other thing they took was, um, Allison's mother sent me for Christmas a bunch of homemade caramels, and there happened to be one sitting in the bottom of my bag that I forgot to eat. Uh, and this is an individually wrapped, unmarked
3: candy. piece
2: of piece of food, um, <laughs> so we don't know what's in there. So we have to. So we're gonna take it. that said, shit
1: because screw you, Andy, wow. and your. I said, "Wow." Cool.
0: Well, you've it heard away. it many times. For, for, during, I'm since your return, but thank f- you for what you do. 100% thank you. for what you did. Yes. Um, and continue to do. And thanks to everybody else that's still, um, you know, in a, in a service-related uh, industry, no matter what it is. Absolutely. We appreciate your service to, to make our lives um, better in every single way. Um, but thank you to the Air Force and the military families. Um, yes, most wives, of husbands, children uh, that are keeping the home front still going because life goes on every single minute of every single day whether mom or dad is home or not That's that stuff you still got to be a, a mom and mm-hmm. they still got to be kids and, and, and life goes on so uh, I am of the thinking that the job that mama had back home was uh, equally or much more difficult than your own and that's strongly, saying a strongly lot agree. um yeah. strongly agree. so thank you to your wonderful wife and your family for for taking that time away um and getting it done and now you're you're back and you're reunited and that integration back into the into the mix must have been um an interesting transition um tell me what that was like and i mean it's still i mean you're 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 just barely home. So that transition is still taking place.
2: Absolutely. Um, It's not, you can't just show up and expect to go back to the way things were and expect it to be exactly as it was as you left. Um, As I said, Juniper was barely a year. So now she's walking, talking, you know, different, different child. So it's a little different there. And then Marley was three and, and developing and, and dad's been gone for six months she's been used to a routine of mom does breakfast mom does lunch mom does dinner mom does bedtime mom does bath time mom does everything from dropping me off at school through whatever everything so dad even being involved it's just it's a it's a change for her that she's not used to so there's absolutely an adjustment period there for for everyone involved um and, and it's it's great to be to be home to be around my kids to be around my wife and everything like that. It's just uh, there's definitely it's it's not the perfect you know you expect to come back and expect it to be as it was before you left because it's just not that way. Yeah. No,
0: and it's it's another part of the sacrifices that families and men mm-hmm. service members make because and women and men and women make because. Um, there's more than just the deployment itself. There's so much more. Um, yeah. So I think it, it 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 needs talked about for sure. So
1: mm-hmm. so I agree. a couple things, Andy. One, Marley's probably the coolest name ever. That's a mm-hmm. great. That's a great name. We Two. Like what was what? When did you actually get home? What was the date?
2: Uh, when did I get home? Um, it was. April 29th.
1: Mama
0: okay. remembers. Well, of course. Mama, mama remembers. remembers very well. Thank you, mama.
2: Um, I, tr- I try to forget the coming home and I, I try and enjoy be- the being home. A hundred percent.
1: The reason I bring that up is uh, I'm, I'm going to shout out my mom's charity is, is something that we do, Andy. I don't know if we talked about it when we last had you on, uh, but my mom runs a charity that uh, helps uh, servicemen that are deploying and that have come home do these little retreats with their family. And, mm-hmm. and the point of that is to, you know, re- not reintroduce, but to, you know, kind of ease you back into being full-time at home or awesome. ease you back into being gone for however many months, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, the question I want to bring up is there's – obviously this, this is all for Hill Air Force Base here in Utah, but is there anything in South Carolina that helps uh, servicemen out as they come back and forth? Um I I'm
2: I'm certain that there is. I'm certain that there is a program of those of those types. I, I couldn't give you specifics or or um speak to it because I, I haven't looked personally. Yeah. I haven't looked myself, but they have uh they have a lot of uh kind of programs that are meant to support, you know, families during prep families before um you know, everything for preparing families for returning service members coming home um, that, you know, help with the transition, things like that. So they they have all kinds of programs and stuff here. We haven't personally gotten involved in any of them, um, but I know they exist out here.
1: Okay. Just wondering, because I think, you know, I didn't know if it was unique to Utah or or what have you, but I think it's, it's so vitally important to understand the other side of it. You know, Allison's story. To where, you know, you're just gone, and now she's in charge. Like you said, she's in charge of all the meals. She's in charge of all the driving. She's in charge of the bedtimes. in charge which, of everything. Holy yeah. shit. Whole, Can we talk about time. bedtimes for good Lord? If mm-hmm. I was gone for six months, I don't know if I'd come home to a very happy home. <laughs> I yeah. think Courtney would it, have gone it with would nuts. Be, it
0: would be tough. Yeah.
1: So hats <laughs> off to Allison for
0: handling that Not shit could for be. six I months. know it, it absolutely is. So That's um. Awful. Allison for sure. Man.
1: Um, is there any kind of, you know, you know, speaking of Allison and and just kind of handling the household, you know, does she, uh, you know, we've seen, you know, mom groups that pop up, obviously. I don't know how tight you are with, you know, the other airmen that you, that you serve with, but is there like a mom group, like a Facebook group that she can go on and be like, holy shit, my kids suck today. Yeah. Um, I
2: mean, there, there are spouses groups and things like that. Um, where we are kind of uh, an unfortunate with the spouses group itself is that um, Shaw Air Force Base is, is about, you know, we we chose to live in Columbia. It's about a 35-minute drive. Okay. So most of those uh, events and stuff that the spouses group puts on, um, the, the, you know, dinners out or the get-togethers that they do. They're on or near base. So it's far away for Allison.
0: Yeah. It's more of it's, a hassle than yeah. a, than a, a positive experience. right? And,
2: and it's awesome that they offer those things, but we haven't been able, we, we, they were not able to take advantage while I was gone because some of them would be like, yeah, we'll, we'll do free, a free hour of childcare so that you can get something done or two hours of childcare, whatever it is, drop them off at the at the daycare on base or whatever, and they'll take care of your kids while you go freaking grocery shop or whatever the case is. But being the, as far away from base as we are, it's, it's an hour round trip. Yeah. So you can't actually get anything done. So it's, it's cool that they offer it, but we weren't able to take advantage of that kind of stuff.
1: So Andy, that brings up a good question. Is that something that you guys, when you were looking, obviously, you know, where you are going to be going to, Was it just a a cheaper option to live that far away from base or kind of walk me (laughs) through that?
2: Not necessarily cheaper. Um, One of the things that we as a family have prioritized over, over the years um, at our last few duty stations is where we live um, in relation to, to work. I'm happy to, to make a longer drive, a longer commute, as long as where we live, we're a little bit closer to things and stuff. Okay. The last, the last two bases that I were at were a little, far removed out in the country with there, there might be bigger houses or closer access to work and base. But yeah. um, if you wanted to be in the town that had everything going on, you know, it's a little bit farther away. So we chose to live in the city of Columbia, which is state capital of South Carolina. So a, a bigger city Yeah, um, compared to the town of Sumter surrounding the base. It's pretty much on the map partially because of, Shaw's population.
0: Got it. Gotcha. Okay. And and needs to be, um I think, talked about, too, is the, the stage and, um I guess, part of life to, in which your two girls are in that you left is so unique. Um, m- maybe, perhaps, if they were older, things may have been more accessible, maybe, to utilize those um, services that maybe the Air Force has to offer, but... With the ages of your girls, things are so routine, and to break those routines just throws things so much out of whack. Yeah. It just wouldn't have been worth it. Nap, it's, oh it's my gosh! Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't even have tried to even romance the idea if it was going to throw things out. Mm-hmm. It's tough enough um, to even introduce it, even more challenge into the thing. Um, you know, we're sitting here in our own experiences as as parents and as dads, and um, I have none of these deployments to speak of with children. Is there anything that we're not asking that needs to be yeah. kind of talked about? Like, give us something that you think was important that or or was challenging or good or bad or whatever. Give us 100%. something.
1: Yeah, because I think a lot of our audience is, is military-focused, so if there's something that should be said, absolutely, Andy.
2: Well, I, I'll, I'll say that I, I've been on a handful of... of- deployments i've i've done it a bunch of times and i've always enjoyed the job satisfaction that comes to the deployment i've enjoyed the a uh, little bit of extra pay that comes to the deployment um I, I will say that this one was by far the hardest because this was the first one that i had a family um being a single guy or you know a, a, at least a, a dude without kids um it was it was a little bit easier to be away for that span of time. Um, what's what's hard is is the things that you know you're missing back home. You're missing the development of your children. You're missing a good a good chunk of their lives. I mean, uh, imagine how much happens in even six months. I know the army and the marines and other services have far have it far worse. And and I should count myself lucky to have you know these little six month rotations and stuff. But even even that span of time is a significant amount of time to miss away from your kids, and yeah. how much they they grow. Um, so that's that's certainly uh, a, a big portion of it. And it, you're missing the missing the birthdays, missing the holidays because I was there from October to April, so I missed all Thanksgiving major holidays, and Christmas and New Year's, yeah. and a birthday, and you know, missing out on, on a bunch of things. So that that's that's a tough thing and um shoot I forgot what I was gonna say one, one of the other uh kind of difficult things besides just what you're missing back home is um had something profound and I don't remember a bus going by and i totally forgot god
0: damn it, bus <laughs> no worries um ruined it <laughs> once you think of it like when a good it, moment when it just pops into you your head it. next week you'll be like damn it that's what it was <gasps> podcast if it pops back in there we'll we'll circle back and around to it um i mean there's so much to be said with um with a deployment there's so many things involved um your own safety your family's well-being the challenge of being separated um yeah, that's that, the, 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 the challenge development. of being
2: separated, and, and the. I think for, for me personally on this one specifically, the hardest part was the. The being apart, seeing what's going on at home, and having absolutely no ability to. To do anything about it, to a just helpless sit, feeling. Yeah. To sit idly by and. I mean, part of the, the, the connectivity of being able to talk every single day, it's like you're, it's like you're there every single day, but you can't even, you can't actually do anything about it. Yeah. So simple mundane things go wrong. Like the, oh, the water heater shut off. Yep. Uh, it's, it needs to be reset. Um, all right. Can you FaceTime me and point me to the box and I'll, I'll try and help you troubleshoot this thing. Yep can I walk you through a circuit breaker trip because there was a power surge because there's a lightning storm, whatever things, simple things like that, that are, you know, mundane day to day problems that you have no control over or no ability to be there to help with. Yeah. Um, That, that was a, that was a big challenge for me.
1: And it always happens. Right. And I'm not even going to try and compare my work travel to being deployed, but it it doesn't matter when you're gone. gone. Shit. Happens. Yep. Every time. Expect it to. Yeah. It's just going to do it. Crazy.
0: And there's Mm -hmm. then, I mean, there's those day-to-day issues that were to come up, but, um, and every relationship is unique too. But another aspect that's super important is your own marriage too. Um, Mm -hmm. your children are growing. Mom is taking care of children, but Andy and Allison still need to be husband, wife and, and Mm -hmm. keep that bond strong. And mm-hmm. that comes with its own set of circumstances and challenges and triumphs. And I'm sure it made things stronger. And I'm sure at times made things way, way harder. So mm-hmm. another big thank you for yes <laughs> making that sacrifice so yeah. that we can live the life we live here mm-hmm. in the United States. So man, is there... Shout out,
2: shout out military wives. Yes, absolutely.
0: sir. Is there,
1: and I know this doesn't exist, but I'm going to ask it anyway. And, and I, husbands, I guess. Well, and yeah. Military spouses oh, and families. Military families. There you go. Um, you know, I've been drinking this entire podcast, so I'm just going to ask this. Is there any way you could do like, hey, Hill Air Force Base, I need to do uh, some uh, weapons training on the F- 35, just over the 4th of July when Ryan happens to have his giant 4th of July party that Andy and his the, wife did the, come the party. Minute,
2: the minute an assignment at Hill opens up, it's at the top of my yes! Uh, dream Hill's, Yes. Hill's on there, absolutely. When jobs <laughs> nice. up, when jobs open up, I apply for them. Perfect.
0: All good. <laughs> you already asked the question. I was hoping yes, so I didn't even know you are thinking it so cool. Two Smiths in one state. Drink another one, will you? Insane. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. That'd be tight. That's very uh, short-sighted and selfish of me, but man, it'd be cool. Oh, it would be cool. Have some fam.
2: It'd be very cool. I, I'd like to. I'd like to check out some more. Some more Utah for
0: sure. Utah's kind of neat. I yeah, kind of dig it. Your I'd brother. Like it. Your brother's terrible at skiing. So I need some FYI. lessons. I need Same, some lessons. Probably the worst. Same. Speaking of skiing. <laughs> I, mean, I, I won't been, spoil it, and I won't. No, you can spoil it. We've, we've got already a, talked about it. We've got, yeah, a, we, we've got a, we a big guest headed up we've here. We've got a huge guest headed up.
2: <laughs> Very excited for this huge guest.
1: We can talk about it. It's okay. already set. It's in, in stone. All it's right. been set. I worked the gears, and shit got done. Okay. We're, we're having uh,
0: the owner uh, and uh, CEO of J-Ski's, Mr. Jason Leventhal. Next so episode, we'll, maybe. We'll talk to him and um, get his perspective on that industry and being a dad. So, and sending his kid off to college, which he
1: just barely did. So we're going to talk all about that in the next one. My, my
2: skis that are in the the garage right now are lines, line chronic Krypton from, Oh shoot. Like 10 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Still the (laughs) same, same My, my last pair of skis was, was, uh, in, in some way, shape or form made by that man.
0: Yeah. That guy, that same with me. I've, I've bought nothing but line cool. or J skis in the last fifteen years, so you got me hooked on them. that would be a good one. I'm, I'm is, for it. Is Allison in the room still? Are we she wrapping up here? Uh,
2: she? Pitching? She wasn't here for a bit, but uh, but you know, Juniper woke up from her nap, so uh, make she's, sure she's that that um, that.
0: <laughs> she she knows how much we appreciate um, you lending, you know, you. To us for this uh, this short period of time because yep. um, your time is is important. So we appreciate her. We appreciate you. Um, if there's anything I'm leaving out, Ryan. Well, I think if you move here, then you have
1: an entire support base that Allison could can come drink with Jen and Courtney all day long. Oh yeah, does that's important? Because okay. it's very important drinking. And well, no, I'm not saying I'm drinking. We <laughs> could take care of the kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay just, at that. I'm just we could kidding.
2: take care of the drinking. <laughs> I like drinking. <laughs> Andy, That's why I'm having a delicious natter day for all the Dead
0: oh, podcast
2: fans out there. See, it's
0: I'd like never natter heard of this. Stop it with your Keep natter it real. day, Andy. <laughs> Jesus, is that really what it's called?
2: Natter days. I'm not making it up.
0: Okay, <laughs> for
2: Sounds those who like pineapple lemonade and drinking beer, for
0: those
1: that I there's so many jokes that I can I'm not going to do. <laughs> I'm not going to it I'm gonna thank Thanks. you for your service, Andy. And I'm not going to talk about how gay your drink is. (laughs) Thank you for your service. (laughs) Uh, No, I appreciate, obviously, you coming on and talking about this. Because, obviously, it is not easy. um, And I can never compare to to leaving my family for that long. So, again, thank you. Uh, Chris, I don't think we missed anything.
0: Yes, we did. What did we miss? We did. Um, Andrew... Which I know you hate that, but that's what I've grown up calling Whatever, you, our whole my life. Name. So, um, has some news to share on the podcast. What breaking news?
2: Oh, breaking news! Yeah. So as of uh, as of what this this upcoming Tuesday, it becomes public official. But thanks to uh, thanks to some folks on. In the Air Force, and and the power of Reddit, we we got the list a little bit early, and I I just found out this week that I was selected for promotion to Master Sergeant.
1: Shut your face.
0: So uh, yeah, that's Master the thing. Sergeant
1: E7 again, another clap track. We don't have. That's,
0: yeah. It's, it's uh, that's three sick, senior NCOs and good in, job in the family, which. Appreciate it. There, you guys are going to blow <laughs> past me for sure. Cause yeah, because Chris is a hooks. complete moron. So <laughs> finally you caught up to the moron. But Not congratulations, moron. man. This is a big step. Um, Thank you. Very, 100%. very big deal. Um, everything that comes with it, congratulations. You're going to kick ass no matter what, because I know you personally, so I know you won't let us down. So Well, hopefully it gives you more power to get a job in Utah. That's 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 the hope. All right. All jokes aside, thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Marley. Thank you, Juniper. Thanks uh, to the military families that uh, that give up everything and sacrifice um, so that they can go kick ass and and keep us safe at home. One hundred percent. So, until the next time, with that, stay positive and love your life later
1: take it easy see ya